Welcome to Scenario D, the podcast that takes you behind the magic by giving you the facts and a whole lot of feels. I'm Lish. And I'm Curbs. And this week is all about the feels. The unpopular feels. So join us as we square off in a respectful but passionate debate to convince you that Ariel is a little rat. And Belle is way overrated. Kalish, here it is. The big one. I know we both love Disney, but we don't always love the same things. And as a result, we decided that we need a safe space to debate some of these hot-button topics, which, if left unchecked, could definitely tear us apart. You know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Our listeners don't know what I'm talking about, but they are about to. Now, I feel I should clarify for everyone We are going to keep it civil here. We're going to do our best to let each other speak. Keywords being our best. No guarantees from either side here. Because as I said, these are very hot button issues that we have disagreed about on many occasions. So we've got timers, we've got tissues, and we've got piping hot opinions at the ready. So let's throw down. I'm going to say what I've wanted to say on a public platform for so many years Ariel is an entitled, ignorant, and brain-dead brat, okay? The absolute worst character that Disney has ever produced. I know that's a big statement. I'm probably going to walk it back at some point in my life, but I'm sorry. I'm very passionate about this. People seem to always get brainwashed by how cool it is that she's a mermaid and ignore the fact that she's just truly brutal, I get it. We all acted out the hair flip on the rock. We all burst out of the water and pretended to be flipping our hair in the sunset. I get it. It's a mood. It's very Instagrammable, but she can't be considered great just because she can breathe underwater. She is vapid. She is flippant. She's dismissive. She's obnoxious. And must I repeat once again that she's super bratty. Just the worst. Absolute worst. Those are some, those are some tall claims. Yeah, they are. They are very, yeah. very tall. And guess what? I stand by them. I stand by them now. I stood by them yesterday. I will stand by them tomorrow because you know what my biggest issue with her is. She is the most shellfish. Yes, I am making a pun. She is the most shellfish person, mermaid, creature, thing, I don't care, alive. She's the worst. It goes without saying, honestly. Like every decision she ever makes in any of her movies, is really all about her. There's no consideration for anyone else. She puts Flounder and Sebastian in danger constantly. She abandons her responsibilities and her family, and she ignores the health and safety of those around her at literally all times. And before you come at me and say, oh, she's just 16. She's doing what teenagers do. These are the formative years that define who you'll be as an adult. So if she's doing this as a 16-year-old who's like coming into her own, I don't even want to know what Ariel's going to be like as an adult. And I will give you that it's not her fault that no one ever held her accountable because, you know, she's a mermaid princess and like who was there to do that for her? But there needs to be some evidence of a moral compass in there for me to excuse her. Like how does she correct her own course? 
She doesn't at any point. It's like, bye, dad. Thanks for making it possible for me to abandon you. I'll never see you again, but I'm not mad about it because I've got Eric and I've got this hot piece next to me. And what else can I need in my life? Like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I'm very, I'm working I, myself see, up. See, that's, that's interesting to me because I feel that you of all people would understand what it's like because like what, what I get from Ariel is that she just has the feeling of there's, she's not where she's meant to be and she's not doing what she's supposed to be and she's not in the right place and she just, nothing fits. Right. And she's willing to do whatever it takes at all costs to like find cool. her, her purpose and her meaning. And I, I just like, it's crazy to me that that doesn't resonate with you at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what? When you put it that way, sure. Does it resonate with me? I guess. But guess what? Does she ever vocalize any of this to anyone? No. She just makes dumb decisions without actually explaining why she's making the decision. And as an emotionally mature and self-aware adult, I can't look at this and excuse it. Even before I was an adult, I must have been very like, self-aware to look at her behavior and be like this is completely inappropriate like what what are you what are you doing like i've had issues with this character since i was a child since since i was a wee young thing myself again doing the hair flip out of the water let's not let's not pretend that i didn't do it i had very long hair i of course tried it of course could never get the photo quite right maybe that's another reason that i'm bitter i never really got that moment but like i understand what you're saying I just wish in every single fiber of my being, with every, in every, outside of every fiber of my being, that she like would try to communicate that to people. And then guess what? See which takes her voice so she can't even use it then. So it's like, well, I mean, but she there did. You go. She did. Like you have that moment with Sebastian where he's like, oh, and just be miserable for the rest of your life. That's after she already then, made the terrible and, decision. Yes, she but had, then oh. he helped her. So it's like... But it's also like she's doing something. She's she's going after something that's not accepted and it's not okay. And she's not going to get her dad's support. She's she knows that already. Like how many people in society are in those situations where it's like they know they're not going to get, you know, the thumbs up from you know their parents and their families. I'm still going to say though that there she's got flounder. I would like her so much better if she even had one conversation with flounder that was more than just i don't see how a world full of such wonderful things could be bad like give me more of a conversation where it's her saying to the person she trusts the most who gets her the most explaining what you just said to me because she never does that i just don't have time it, for it is what do you think part of your world is like listen oh to those lyrics i um, don't serious. bring like don't that bring song. howard into this i don't want howard's gifts brought into but this. But that's the whole purpose of that song, A Part of Your World. It is the like original Disney hero anthem. This is my heart. This is like everything, every fiber in my being. Like you just feel the emotion and the power in that song. And I I don't know where the disconnect is for the you listeners, where that's not like hitting. The listeners can't see it. I was just biting my fist through that whole thing. I feel like I'm getting more enraged the more passionate you get about defending her because I still, I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. The way that that song is used in the film is really more of a monologue than a conversation. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, you singing about this quietly or loudly, whatever, under the sea, more or less by yourself in a cave is not enough for me. I need to move on with my arguments because I've prepared other things. So she's shellfish and you won't convince me of anything else. Number two, she lacks all creative problem solving skills. Okay. Let's say that she has these desires and she doesn't know how to go about them. Okay. You can't seem to figure out that going to the sea witch is like a really bad idea. Also, 
once she loses her voice, she gives it up. That's fine. It's her voice. She has her body, her choice, her voice, her choice, whatever you want to say. She can't seem to figure out that something like writing or charades might be the way to get Eric to figure out who she is. And also, while we're on this, she's got terrible taste in men. Eric is so dumb that he can't put together that this woman is the one who saved him on the beach. Like, why do you need the voice to see that it's the same woman with bright red hair? But that's completely, that's Eric, a whole other Eric topic. Is, Eric is the worst. We don't, we don't need to get it. But that. like, no. Ariel, do an interpretive dance, that. write it out, do something. Max the dog figures it out. Why can't she, why can't she figure out how to put these pieces together for this man she loves, who yes, is dumb as a post, but she's decided she loves him. So like, just get creative. Just give me a little something. And Disney always associates Ariel with creativity. When you do like princess alphabets and stuff, she often comes up with creativity. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how? How? Is it because her tail looks like a paintbrush? Is that really all we're going with here? Because I don't, I don't see it for myself. I don't see it. I don't understand. Do you have any defense to that, that question? I mean, I would say that she's, I would say it's more of like, she's a big dreamer and like, she is someone that she knows what she wants. I, I don't really have a defense to say that Ariel's super creative i think that she worked with what she had i can't i bet she didn't know how to write they probably don't teach that in uh i don't know i she also that's someone that's not used to interacting with with humans in that way so there's like a whole like it's not just she can't speak she's not used to there you know there's like a barrier bigger than that listen as sherlock would say do your research all right like don't don't be running out here. this is comes down again to like no creative problem still solving skills and like no no regard for consequences of her actions but like, I, I don't think that's really none. fair because like she like again if i come back to part of your world she's like i gotta ask my questions and get some answers like she knows that she doesn't know but she's got this like curiosity and this drive and like she's like so eager and hungry to learn. This is my so Tiana like, self coming out fair. though. No, my Tiana self is coming out and being like, Tiana was a dreamer, but she also had a plan. Like I am a Virgo. I don't look at people like Ariel. People, listen, I don't look at mer people or characters like Ariel and go, well, she's a dreamer and that's enough for me. Absolutely not have a friggin' plan. I'm sorry. Like you want to go and completely upend the balances? Like y'all better have a plan. And this brings me around to my final point, which is what I led with, which is that she's a friggin' brat. She's difficult. She's horrible. She's everything. She makes super rash decisions that considering the consequences. She doesn't read the contract, doesn't think it through. She just signs it because, well, I'm a mermaid. I don't know how to read. Well then like, like, mm. did she sleep through mermaid safety one-on-one? Like, how does she not know who Ursula is? How does she not put together that the squiggly plant things are souls? Like, honestly, how stupid is she? Like, how how are we not alerted to the fact that these, like, weird, yawning, open mouth things are, like, people? Also, she's completely useless in that final battle. Like, where are the problem-solving skills? You're a mermaid. Get it together. Like, I feel like there should have been something she could have done. I understand that she was in this, like, squirreling vortex of water, but, like, jump into the ocean. Like, do something. Don't just, like... I, uh, you know, I always, like, tune out for the last final battle, so, like, I have no idea what happens there. So Perfect. So that means that I can stand on this point. And I just want to let all the listeners out there know that you're probably going to be upset with me. This is probably going to make people angry. I know what's made some of my closest friends angry. Lish just got a little passionate with me. I've had other friends in the past who want to rake me across the coals, but guess what? You're never going to change my mind. I would also like to clarify that Ariel 
as an animated character is who I'm specifically referring to. I am very intrigued to see what they do with the live action one. They might be able to convince mm-hmm. me that Ariel as a whole, just as a character that exists in the world outside of the animated film is not terrible. So I am hoping for my sake, as well as for hers, that the live action does something to her character that, like you said, Lish, brings her more into the 21st century where personalities like mine can have a better mm-hmm. understanding of all the nuances of her character. Because I think, yeah, I, I am, I am, again, look at me. I'm self-aware. I'm acknowledging mm-hmm. that I have fixated on only a few pieces of who she is. I understand that other people yeah. look at Ariel and are like, oh, wow, she's this like super deep. I empathize with her. Then like whatever, like I understand everyone has their own opinions. And I feel like, again, I don't want to get crucified for this. So like, I'm just putting this out there really for my own benefit now that everyone will leave me alone. But I'm, I'm hoping that they can make this character less deplorable to me with the live action. I think that I hope so too. I definitely think there's pieces there that if they actually like, you know, do some work, do some development and they've got some great people working on that. Absolutely. So like I have, I have, I have hope. Here's hoping. Honestly. Yeah. Here's hoping. Yeah. We'll see. So I think that, that while Ariel is a very beloved Disney character, I feel like there is at least in like, our specific age bracket Mm -hmm. nobody that is like more loved than Belle Mm. and this has always irked me quite a bit and I just (laughs) never understood why like everyone is obsessed with her and she's Mm -hmm. like everyone's favorite I think that like growing up there's just like she had the stigma as like the smart princess that like everyone kind of wanted to be like, she's like, I'm pretty and smart. And like, everyone was like, I relate with Belle. I'm like Belle. And that kind of like drove me nuts because first of all, like my first problem with Belle is I do not think that she's smart at all. Like, I think that's the first thing (laughs) that is just like so wrong. And I think the only reason why people think that she is smart is because she reads and it's like, Yes, reading is great and you can read a lot of things that will make you smart. But let's be real. Belle is reading Twilight, like 100%. (laughs) Like she is not reading something that is like making her smart. Belle Belle is reading Twilight. You heard it here first. Scenario D exclusive. Belle is reading Twilight. I just, I feel like I need to, in Belle's defense really quickly mm-hmm. here because you know that I'm team bell not that she's the best mm-hmm. but that I have often yeah. loved her as well I think some of your frustration with people assuming that she's smart comes from the fact that most people are dumber than us when it comes to looking at Disney characters they look at the surface yeah. only so all we get to hear is you're right it's like oh Belle's so smart she likes books and it's like okay well like my brothers like books do I think they're the smartest people I know no like that's it doesn't books doesn't make you smart the same way that just because you have brown hair doesn't mean you're the most like Belle so I I understand why it's frustrating I feel that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily similar to how similar to how you were like Ariel's a dreamer like like this this to me is like kind of equivalent where it's like she's there's a label put on her by like people that are ignorant and not looking past the books because mm-hmm. I would like to know more mm-hmm. I would like to know more besides the books I think the fact that she's reading Twilight I think that's hilarious I think you're a genius I love you so much more that you've said that line I would like to know though what other evidence you have that she's not smart. I just feel like she acts based on like emotion 
and doesn't actually think things through. So like examples of this, how she interacts with the beast, going to the West Wing. We obviously didn't think this yes. through. Running away from the castle in the middle of the night. Was that a good idea? No. Not going mm-hmm. to dinner and like pissing him off more. All these things. And then like at the end of the day, she fell in love with a non-human uh, I okay. You know, I, I don't want to get into that as a point, but it's just like we're lining up the dots here. That's definitely going to be one of them. I mean, yeah, it's that odd, sure. But I mean, the things that you're saying is what I said about Ariel, where it's like she's not thinking it through, this and that. So it's like, is Belle any worse than Ariel? I, then, I, in but terms? I feel like for me, when I when I break down these two characters and like, there's like a difference in where they're coming from. And I think it's just me and what I'm like reading into their like what I'll call emotional hero anthem Mm -hmm. because they each have one. If you listen to Ariel, I really feel like we're listening to somebody who feels in their bones that they're not where they're meant to be. And that's just someone that's trying so hard to like find their meaning and purpose in life. With Belle, I get the sense that she's just bored, honestly. No. Like she's not making an effort. No, I'm sorry. That's I'm what sorry. I get the sense no. of with Belle. No. That's how Listen. I Listen see her. here, ma'am. I just need to step in for a second because I was literally just thinking about the Belle reprise, okay? Where she like, you know, makes fun of Gaston. She puts the tea towel on her mm-hmm. head, kicks the bird seed. No, sir, not me. I guarantee it. I want much more than this provincial life. She wants a lot of the same things that Ariel wants, actually, because she says, and I quote, for once it might be grand to have someone understand, I want so much more than they've got planned. How is that any mm-hmm. less dreamer-esque than Ariel? Again, I feel like the shoe's on the other foot now, and you're like, no, I hate it. And I'm like, well... <laughs> We're arguing. I mean, you know what? I think it's like how it comes down to like how we're, you know, we feel about these characters and how we feel like they feel, you know? Yeah. It's just something that we're probably not ever going to agree on, like what their actual motives are. This is the other thing I have to say in my girl Belle's defense, because like, again, I know you're very passionate about Power of Your World. I didn't know this about you until we did the Little Mermaid episode. Honestly, I was like, who is this person? Like, like, like loves part of your world since when? Anyway, that I digress. That's a completely separate conversation. We can text each other about that. But like I when it comes to Belle, I think I get the same sense that you get about Ariel with Belle, because I feel Mm -hmm. like she is so unrelentingly kind to everyone who does not get her so like even Gaston at the beginning of the movie not at the end at the end she goes off the rails and she's like I've had enough of this you're he's not the monster you are that's a little rude I get that but at the beginning she's still doing a lot like she's still doing a lot of work to not be like a jerk when she could be you know I don't think so actually that was like my second my other point is that she's not really making any effort to make any friends enjoy any of the life where she is well, she's yeah. not. Like, you see her walking through the town. All she's doing is reading a book. And her song is actually a bit insulting to, like, the people that are around her. Like, she clearly thinks that she's, like, above them. And, like, but we you know, don't like know. her, we don't her know. issue is actually the people. It's not necessarily the place where she is. It's not. She just, like, she's not really trying. We don't know she's, how she's got far- a beautiful house, a beautiful <laughs> plot of land, and like she's just like she she's got things like going on, but she's not but making Lish, an effort with we anyone. We don't know her. how far 
we don't know how far into her story we as the audience are coming. We don't know how many years she's been living in this. I mean, the time loop theory. Guys, listen to the Beauty and the Beast episode because there's a crazy theory yeah. about time loops. But like, ignore the time loops even. We don't know how far. We don't know how many years she's been putting up with this. You don't. You We like. So to make an assumption that it's been a week, she just moved here and she hates everyone. Like, yeah, okay. If we knew that for sure, I'd be with you. But I'm like, eventually there comes a point where like you can try to fit in all you want. I've had this experience in jobs where it's like, I am just not fitting in with these people. Eventually, I'm not going to put the same amount of effort in. I can still be kind to everyone, but like... I. Okay, I'm not but we're you. we're talking about someone who goes to an enchanted castle and immediately makes friends with the like chandelier and the clock. Like this is not somebody that doesn't know how to do this. Like she's she's clearly but- capable of making friends. And like I am I'm similar. I'm someone that will like I've never had a work experience where I haven't made friends cuz like I'll always like find people that I like and make friends. Belle could do this. She could have friends here. She could Chandelier be happy. The clock. First of all, yeah. he's a candlestick. So thanks Whatever. so much for oh, coming yeah. out. <laughs> Whatever. Miss, I love Lumiere. Can't remember that he's not yeah. a chandelier. Like, get out of here. This is not a Sia music video. This is Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> but like, again, but again, could you not, could you not make an argument? Could I not make an argument mm-hmm. that the reason she makes friends with the candlestick and the clock so quickly to put it as you put it is because these people understand and have experienced that there's more out there so it's like like sees like like i mean she she was friends with the bookkeeper okay so she did have one friend she was friends with the bookshop owner so and yeah but like how many again i don't again i don't want this to be a side conversation but like how many friends do you need that's the other thing is that it's like who maybe she has like a friend back home that she writes letters to every week and she sits by a window dreamily and it's like wow marissa wish you were here like who like we don't know i don't think she i don't think she has any anyway that's just like (laughs) like she's she's got her dad she goes to this bookkeeper man to get books and Uh i think that's probably the extent of their relationship from what we see now do you feel that your distaste for bell was colored at all by the live action version because the live action version i feel took everything you really hate about bell and like exacerbated it like basically put a magnifying glass on it It was like here's emma watson in a weird costume doing everything you don't like just to a hundred like i mean i don't think so like i don't there there are definitely some disney movies where the live action version has like soiled it for me like looking at you Aladdin I just like can't even um this one I actually like kind of enjoyed that the movie the live action one and watching it and I really like Emma Watson so I think if anything it kind of went the other way for me just because I I enjoy her so much that's an unpopular opinion all on its own I know gotta be honest (laughs) I I get what you're saying where it's just like she was like extra like above everybody that was like around her anyway yes so my third point is she did not switch places with her father to save him she did it because she wanted to and i am saying i know i know and i'm saying this because like there's literally a line at the end of this movie where gaston is like if you marry me like i'll save your father and he doesn't have to go to that like asylum and she says no so it's like she would rather sit in this prison 
with this like beast than Mary Gaston. Like, are you kidding me? Like, we obviously are talking about somebody who's not fully no, I'm, all there. No, and no. and I think that the castle, there's something about that that was like intriguing to her. That was something that she like wanted to explore. And I think that like yeah, I'm I think I, that was more behind it. I'm not willing to let you have that entirely. I will give you a small piece. I will say that I think you're right in the sense that there was a part of her going, this is a way for me to experience something else without having Mm -hmm. to like really do anything. Like I will give you that. But see, I feel like you would crucify Belle if she had married Gaston. I'd be like, you don't have a backbone. Like what's wrong with you? Like, I feel like, I feel like you could have very easily turned on her if she had saved Maurice at the end by marrying Gaston. Also, we all know Gaston is the worst, a beautiful worst, but the worst. (laughs) So like, I'm I'm not saying that, but I, I just think that like there's something like inconsistent there that doesn't quite work for me. And I look at that and I, and to me, they're two completely separate issues. It's almost like you hit the reset button because the stakes are so much higher with the Gaston proposal at the end. It's like it then turns from her being able to really make a choice to her losing either way. Like she's losing Mm -hmm. either way in the, in her going to, I will still say save Maurice in the first place. Like I would, I'm just not willing to completely take that from her because she still had to go out not knowing where he was or what she was getting herself really into. And the, what propelled her to go out there is because she wanted to save him. So like that was still her main motive. And I, and I'm not saying that that's not like a part of it, but I definitely think that there was some drive there. as like, Oh, like this is like a reason for me to leave because I do think the only reason she was staying there was because of her dad. And I will like give her that, but I think that like she saw it as a bit of a way out because like the thought of marrying Gaston and staying where she was, was for some reason worse than actually living in a, in a prison. Right. But okay. So Mulan did something very similar. Would you lose Mulan points? For this way of thinking as well, she fully admits that the reason she went into the army was to prove something. It wasn't even about her dad. She says that herself, more or less. I'm it's, being very, I'm exaggerating I think a it's tiny diff- bit. But. I think it's different because she's not, like, she admits that herself. And that's, like, a part of her character. I'm bringing this up as a point because I don't think it's something that people ever really think about or consider if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. my whole argument is that Belle is overrated because people people jot a lot of things next to her that mm-hmm. I just don't really think that are accurate. And I think that those are that she's mm-hmm. really smart and that, you know, she's like family first and like all these things that I just, mm-hmm. you know, like I think similar to Ariel, she does have that like selfishness in her that like mm-hmm. people don't really think about. So yeah, that's where I'm coming from. I mean, it's a fair place to come from. And I think, again, it really boils down for you and I, it often boils down to people not looking critically at Disney characters yes. ever. Because nobody it, it, looks quite as deep as we do, right? <laughs> well, because I mean, we it look is real much, deep. it's much more fun to just let them exist and yeah. be like, wow, they're great. And then we look at them and we're like, they're a terrible person and I hate everything about yeah. them. Before we go, we'd like to thank all of you for letting us get some of these things off of our chest. I've been carrying that weight around with me for a very long time. And while the passion is still there, at least it burns a little less intensely. 
Thank you for creating a safe space for me to share my truth today. Of course. And thank you for letting me drag one of Disney's most beloved heroines through the mud. If you're looking for more shenanigans like these, make sure to subscribe to the Scenario D podcast wherever you love to listen. And don't forget to catch us on Instagram at Scenario D Podcast. You are going to love the magic we're making there. Thank you.